This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. High fivers, uh, it's your boy High Five Tom and uh, Will. This might be a record. We've only been on this Zoom call here for under twelve minutes, and we're already recording. God damn! That's yeah. That might be a new record. But uh, oh. you know, we'll break down the fourth wall here. If uh, everyone saw, I know Will and I did an awesome recording with our boy Brendan last night. Uh, which is dropping the same day as this one. But, uh, you know, it's been, what, two weeks since we recorded before that? In earnest, yeah, because I went to South Carolina and I flew back last weekend, and boy, my arms are tired. (laughs) Uh, Dad joke number one. So, got to get those in when I still can, but um, listen to the other episode, you'll know what that means. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a good callback, by the going, way. <laughs> going, going on the trip was fun. You know, the part you never consider though, when you take a trip is that you're going to have a suitcase full of shit that you have to like unpack and put away. So the suitcase I brought has been living in the kitchen open and I've just been using that as like a, a dresser. <laughs> so I don't actually have to. <laughs> Uh, to do with him, but at the same time, I spit and sputter that it's in my way in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's basically Tom uh, before he got married. So, well, my problem is before you know Faith and I got married, I would I mean I always travel by backpack, so I didn't actually have a suitcase. Yeah, I do the same thing. I throw the backpack in the corner, and I'm like, okay, I'll get this, and you know. Now, when you travel, are you the kind of guy that buys a lot of gifts, like, when you travel, so you actually come home with more shit than the one you left with? Oh, I got no fucking money for that. Okay. We have the benefit that my my cats are knocking over shit on the other side of the room. Um, my stepsister and her husband drove down because financially they couldn't get the money to work out to get the tickets ahead of time. So they spent pretty much the same amount of money to drive down. But the nice part is, is because we had a meetup that Sunday where like everybody got together. Um, that like we got some like glass stuff and they were, they drove it up so we didn't have to nice risk it in the, in the suitcase. 
because the suitcases are pretty scuffed up. Admittedly, some of them are from me bringing them down to the car. Yeah. Some of them. Not all of them. Yeah. Well, hopefully you guys make it down there. I would have liked to see you hit up Charleston because it's a really nice city. So, but we like we'll definitely go. Like, I think it'd be one of those things where like it'd be nice to go down with like kind of like our plan, not just the family plan. You know what I mean? So it's like we can go somewhere where there's going to actually be like stuff we really want to do or that we would want to go to. Because there was one museum nearby but with the dates that we were down there we had like just missed all of the exhibitions oh. so they didn't really have anything because it, it's a smaller museum so they don't have a big right kind of, like standing collection it's all stuff they bring in yeah as, as uh, potentially as people are listening to this I'm at the the MFA in Boston looking at looking at stuff there so Nice. Because it's the wife's redacted birthday on Monday. Redacted birthday. Yeah, I like that. She's 27. I, I always go for 27, right? Most people are pretty okay with 27. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't give a shit, so. You know, I hit the big four six and, you know. But, I mean, we do now know when you were conceived, so. We do. Your parents got all liquored up and. I mean, something I've never thought of. I always see, my parents always said I was around that time, too, so. But mine's obviously two weeks before yours, so. I don't know. Who might have dealt wizard's math? I've never put a lot of thought into it, what, correct? I will say what cracks me up is that my mother-in-law and her sister have the same birthday, however many years apart. But their younger brother has a different birthday. I'm like, you know, Grandma and Grant dropped the ball. Well, they knew, they knew the lucky day. Right? Consistency is key. That's why we are here every Saturday on Visionaries Global Media and the Shining Wizards Network. For 98 weeks in a row. Believe that shit. They haven't kicked us off the network yet. We even added a network since then. I can't believe you haven't found a better co-host yet. Uh, you know. I apologize if it sounds horrible. I'm eating dinner while we're recording because I just got home from work. <laughs> After a long fucking day, so... Um, yeah, but make sure you check out that watch along. Um, you know, Will, Brandon, and I watched uh, the you know, something Will and I had not seen, um, which is really cool. We won't spoil it for you, but we got a pretty cool spoiler that Will and I were both pretty fascinated by. Um, but yeah, make sure you check that out. But um, yeah, other than that, Will, I mean, listen, yeah, nothing really. You know, uh, Craig Council is the new manager of the Brewers, so fuck that guy. Um, and fuck all the Cubs fans, these indignant assholes all fucking getting mouthy on the Twitter machine, but my block button got pretty high, but <laughs> yeah, so actually, yeah, because we're recording on a Friday, because actually I had to go to the stadium on Wednesday, which is a lot of fun, so 
Had a good shift. You what? What kind of a? Can you say what kind of event? Yeah, well, well you probably could say what event you set up for because it probably already happened. So what? What? Uh, what event you set up? Um, well, ironically, not to bring things down, but it was actually um, one of my supervisors for the gate screen job when I worked the games uh, passed away a couple weeks ago. I guess so. It was actually his memorial. So I thought that was kind of ironic. Um, but the day before, it was a, a sports excellence thing, um, like a big thing that the University of Marquette, which is the big uh, private university up here. So like uh, a couple of the TV announcers, the president of the Packers was here. Um, uh, the owner of the Bucks was at that symposium. So that sounds pretty cool. So. Yeah, so just dropped this one. Those nice ones just had to drop off a bunch of tables and shit like that. So, let's see me and my buddy John, who you've heard actually on this podcast. Um, yeah, he's the one I did one with the streaming a while back, but we always have a good times because we're the we're the two old guys of the bunch. Like it's us, and then pretty much everyone's like still in high school, and like our manager was, like my manager was born after I graduated high school, so. That was a good time. Other than that, yeah, we're just heading to Idaho. For have you ever considered? Because I, I, I know you're you're big into the Miller Park. Have you ever considered trying to pursue something higher up at the park? I is that I'll like a potential like? That? Yeah, um, I definitely more when I was still in the call center for my current job, um, but I'm pretty happy right now. But I'll peep in there every once in a while. Um, but yeah, they really wanted fancy pants people. Like the fact that I even got, you know, um, hired for my job is kind of an anomaly because they definitely hire younger people. But my old manager shout out to Isaiah. I mean, he understood that, you know, cause it's a real, I mean, you've seen it listen. It was a real random, you know, they need people coming at like two o'clock in the morning sometimes and shit like that. So, you know, kids usually aren't that responsible. So. Yeah, I've looked at stuff, you know, unless if the opportunity ever arose, we'd see, you know. But yeah, like, I'm on. Let's if there's a totem pole, because I'm definitely under the totem pole. I'm not even on it, so. You're <laughs> yeah. Oh. They pay me. I, I burned 1,200 calories walking around, lifting shit, so. Nice. Yeah. Um. Had a couple of wrestling events, but we will actually wait for that uh, for one of our spectacular questions of dishonor from our very good friend, Miss SJ. I uh, can't wait to disappoint her like I do every week. I don't know. She seems like she's like her last couple of answers, but will I actually have the questions of his dishonor? And uh, let's say it's the recording's kind of fucked up, everybody, like our timing wise, and neither Will and I are very good at Twitter, so if we've missed one. Uh, we do apologize. I do. I think I do okay at Twitter. I just don't do a good job of keeping up on our Twitter. I probably should do like a different pin tweet every month. I suppose we could do that. Cause that, 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 that one pin tweet has so much shit on it now. Yeah, like I'm trying to click. I'm trying to click through comments where it's like somebody's responding to something. And it's like, oh, this happened. It's like, oh, right, let me let me pull this link because obviously I missed something. Right. <laughs> but I do like that our 
our followers do interact with each other. They, yep. that they enjoy the other questions of Dishonor. <laughs> Let's see here. Yeah, it was uh actually Will real quick. Uh we were trying a new segment that like we kind of got off track with, but uh um what you're reading lately, by the way. What am I reading lately? As far as novels go, I got a because of my car situation, I've been reading a lot before work because I've been getting to work early. Uh, I've been making good headway on My Heart is a Chainsaw by mm. Stephen Graham Jones. Part one of three of the Indian Lake Slasher series. Part two is out now called Don't Fear the Reaper. Hmm. That's fun. Yeah, and you just finished your hot dog, but I know we talked about it yesterday, but I'm definitely intrigued by that. We talked about I highly I recommend uh Raw Dog, the Naked History of Hot Dogs. Yeah. By Jamie Loftus. It was I liked it. I think as far as the like, honest reviews go. I think I started out being like super invested and then it, it didn't really keep that momentum up. I don't feel like through the whole book, mm. you could also, maybe that's, but you know, that's how you're supposed to feel because as we're going further in, like she's getting sick of hot dogs, right? It's like, if you're doing this cross, like that's all you're eating is hot dogs and your relationship is failing. It's like, it's yeah. not the most up, but, it was a great read. It was fun. There, there was a couple. Of the, like, there's a chapter about being in New Jersey, so I, I thought that, cra- you know, that cracked me up. There was uh, a lot of stuff about packaged pickles. <laughs> there was a lot of shared dismay over untoasted buns, and there was a little bit about uh, the sausage races <laughs> at Miller Park. And fucking goddamn fucking sausages. Which is exactly what Tom said when I sent him the picture of the header. Yep. He said he hates those fucking sausages. I do. I do. They always get in the guy. Yeah, because they store them in one of our warehouses and they're big and bulky. And listen, if I got to pull out this, you know, 1,500-pound cart of fucking pipe and drape, and these goddamn fucking costumes are in my way. But the struggle is real. The struggle is real. So, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, reading something a little out of the ordinary for me. My something my dad gave me it's called Rawhide Down. It's about the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan. Um, I know we don't talk politics on here much, but uh, I'm sure everyone knows I'm not a big fan of Ronald Reagan. But you know, my dad is. But it's actually a pretty decent book. Um, yeah, John Hinckley is actually still alive and he's actually free. Um, but yeah, the motherfucker was stalking Jodie Foster. Like, he would sit outside her dorm room when she's at Yale and shit like that and write all these letters. And his plan was he was originally going to go up to uh, Connecticut and kill himself in front of Jody Foster. Um, but he didn't have the money to get to Connecticut. So he's like, oh, I'll just shoot the president. Hopefully they'll kill me. And, you know, Jody will know that I loved her. Supposedly. 
that's what they say in the book. But you know, I think it's got MK Ultra written all over. If you'd ask me, but these fucking white people, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, before that though, I mean, uh, I had a little self help book that Faith gave me. It's called uh, "Who Moved the Cheese." It's one of those nice, you know, go to change things. And then there's a another little book that was self published about uh, the Milwaukee hardcore scene here in the early '90s. So that was kind of cool because I was coming right in my wheelhouse. And then I did finish uh, Lemmy's White Line Fever, so that was a lot of fun. So it's been a pretty productive couple of weeks, actually, book-wise. So. And now we're heading back to the Dark Tower. I wish I was a little more, I wish I was a little more productive. I've, I've recently acquired a lot of comic books, but I haven't really made a dent in my, my to-read pile. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely start cranking out some of those graphic novels I got on vacation. But I will say there's one, probably the one that has been on my mind the most is there's a new one that started a little bit before I left called "Beneath the Trees Where No One Can See." Yeah, and it's kind of like if you cross like. Uh, like Berenstain Bears, Richard Scary, that kind of stuff with Dexter. Hmm. So your main character is a serial killer and one of their their things is they don't kill in the town they live in because obviously that would be you know, you don't want to get fat found out well problem happens when there's a very public dead person in their town now all of a sudden they're like well fuck me I need to find out who the hell did this because I don't want to get found out so it's drawn very cutesy but there's a lot of not cutesy things happening yeah that I believe is a six issue mini running right now by IDW which is very, very cool. IDW does a lot of like licensed stuff now. Like they have like the Ninja Turtles and Godzilla and like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's very cool. And then uh, I don't have the newest issue yet, but Transformers from Daniel Warren Johnson issue two just came out. Uh, man. I man, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of really good stuff right now. It's. It's fun. I, I really like getting the individual issues because I like having them in my hands, but yeah. it does get pricey, and it's just a lot to, like, it feels, like, daunting to sit there with, like, a stack, and it's like, I've got to read all these. Yeah. Like, got a couple issues of Wonder Woman. The new Wonder Woman is very good, but I haven't finished even reading issue one yet. Like, issue two. Yeah, I'm behind on Green Lantern, both the the mainline one and they're doing like a golden age superhero one. So there's like a an old school Flash, an old school Green Lantern, and a Sandman. Behind on that. Behind, behind, behind. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's a... Uh... But, but trick. Transformers by Daniel Warren Johnson. I mean, people already know if they've listened to the show that I'm a big fan. I, I come on board. Uh, Transformers has been very cool. 
he, Daniel Warren Johnson is, was been a vocal Transformers fan for a while. Yeah. Uh, he would get commissioned to do like Optimus Prime drawings a lot. And then when, like when he would just have time to do sketches, he would do a lot of Transformers sketches. Yeah. So when it, the news came around earlier this year that the rights to Transformers had moved and there's going to be a new series. There was a, a big section of us where it's like, it should be Daniel Warren Johnson. It probably won't be. Yeah. But that's what it should be. But it was picked up by image and skybound Daniel Warren Johnson transformers part of the Energon universe hmm. tying in with uh, Robert Kirkman's void rivals. And I don't remember the people who are writing the other ones, but there's also going to be a new Duke and Cobra Commander series. Really? They're all going to tie in with Transformers in this other series. Hmm. I'm here for it. I, I took myself to see that last Transformers movie. It wasn't even a great movie, but you know what? When, And I've never been a big G.I. Joe fan, but at the end of that, spoiler alert for a movie that came out like however long ago. You're like post credit scene, or whatever, and they they tip that there's going to be like GI Joe, and I all of a sudden was like, you know what? I'm here for it. Like, let's go. Interesting. I didn't like the last GI Joe. I didn't like the last GI Joe movies they did there that came out like a decade or however long ago. What? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That was yeah. a good day. I worked four at noon. And then I took myself to see Transformers. There was, like, nobody in the theater. There was a dad and his two kids and, like, one other guy. We had, like, the whole theater to ourselves. We all just kind of, like, sat it all spaced out, kept to ourselves. Yeah, we saw Jaws. The movie itself, I, 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 I can't say you should go see it. Or you should try to get on demand or whatever, because, I mean, it yeah. wasn't that good. But... Yeah, it's there. It's it's shit that changes into other shit. The hmm. coolest shit. How could it not be? I'm all about shit like that. Like the Centurions. I'll throw that out there. I don't know if there's people in that age demographic that remembers the Centurions, but same kind of thing. That was due to turn into cars. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Cool shit. Yeah. The Undertaker turned into a biker and then back to a zombie. Cool shit. <laughs> well, I hope. Yeah, I mean, because Daniel Johnson, he's not. He's not the romantic. The romantic touch turned into an octopus. I mean, you know, if the shoe fits. You know, that's a big shoe. Yeah. But well, Will, we've got some pretty awesome questions of design who were here. All right. All right. I read these like 30 seconds ago or 12 minutes ago or however long we've been recording. My, I don't know. I'm not prepared because I totally whiffed on thinking that, oh, yeah, we're going to have questions from like two weeks. Well, our first one from our good friend, Mr. Uh, Eric Freeds. Make sure you're from Mr. Freeds at E underscore Freeds. Um, I will be on his podcast eventually, hopefully someday, but I had to cancel because life and stuff, but. Eric's uh, hashtag at question of dishonor. What ROH event from 2003 do you wish you were at there for live? House of Hoopla and what else? 
So I was kind of going back through, and this has kind of been a weird year because there's been a lot of good moments, but like the whole event, um, you know, eh. you know, also the um, night of hoopla would have been cool just because that one of my favorite venues uh, would have been a lot of fun. Um, you know, it would have been cool there. Right, kind of small, smaller venue. It's kind of like there's a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the big event would have been a supercar of honor. It would have been cool to see Jay finally beat Kevin Steen. You know, um, but kind of looking back through the events, uh, going all the way back to January of this year, uh, that and obviously this is you know helps being in Milwaukee. Uh, but that den- the fire deny two show was a lot of fun. Like I said, that's when uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Davey Richards tore the house down, and uh, they had that awesome four way whatever they call it. The it's not a proving ground match, but whatever you know, with Steen, Elgin, Edwards, and Roderick Strong, um, that was a lot of fun. Unless I said it was in Turner Ball Hall. Um, yeah, it, been, and it was funny because I just moved. I was back home after I got kicked out of the Virgin Islands. Um, so I had just gotten back home, so you got wait, you got kicked out of the Virgin Islands? Okay, not really. No, I just ran out of money and had to go home with my tail between my legs. So I was gonna say, I know we've talked about how you're the hamburglar, but I, I want to hear about Tom getting deported from the Virgin Islands. Nah, yeah, it wasn't nearly that cool. So, um, yeah, this is, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It was, uh, you know, Adam Cole wrestled Silas Young, so Silas started to get some. Um, we had Bobby Fish and Tadarius Thomas, uh, Charlie Haas before he got fired versus uh, Red Titus, uh, Scum beating uh, up Jay Lethal and uh, the Briscoes. Matt Hardy defeated BJ Whitmer. That match sucked balls, but yeah, Davey Richards, um, and Kyle O'Reilly, but yeah, that main event where Kevin Steen uh, in the four way defy or deny match. So, Kevin Steen re- uh, retained his title. So, uh, Will, do you have any matches kind of off the top of your head? I know it all kind of blends together here a little bit, but matches and or events that you would have liked to have been there live. You know, honestly... Kind of that nothing really jumps out is like I really wish I was there to see it. Yeah. So I guess I'll stick with something. I you know, I praised it enough when we watched it, but uh, I guess I'll say uh, whatever event it was where we had Tommaso Ciampa and Mike Bennett for the uh, yeah. was it quarterfinals. Yeah. At Death Before Dishonor. No, that was uh, another road. Uh, me, 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 and Death before Dishonor. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're right. That was uh, that's where Adam Cole won. No, that was you're right. That was uh, those those events in Tennessee and Alabama in Alabama. By the way, I don't. Like, I don't I'm sorry. I don't feel like I've been floored by an event this year. No, but we've definitely been floored by some watch-alongs that we've done, though. Last night was no... I'm still not over it. Hmm. I'm still thinking about it. I still can't believe it. I got got a tweet at that. 
that fella and be like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Glory by Honor, though, was Ring of Honor's 334th event. That's too many events. They're going at a pretty good clip, and they've, they've missed some here, so. Um, yeah, listen, make sure you are following Mr. Eric over at uh, Nattering with E. I know he's got some content coming up, uh, not just with me, so. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Eric. Uh, next, we've got our first one from SJ. All right. Um, question of dishonor: Which Ring of Honor wrestler do you think would be great as a horror movie villain? I mean, if you're, are, going, we, are we keeping this? Are we keeping this to 2013? I mean, technically. Um, but uh, obviously, PCO would lend himself to it, but even though he's not in 2013 Ring of Honor. He might have been banned altogether from wrestling at that point. You know, the uh, Vardy Skrull, but I'm trying to think. 2013, Ring of Honor villains. You know, Will, we might actually have found a question for the first time that Mark Briscoe might not be the answer. I mean, I don't know. Have you seen Deliverance? No, actually, I haven't. I bet there's plenty of banjos in Sandy Fort. Yeah. Is that I'm going to say Nigel McGuinness. Nigel, huh? Not a Yeah. I mean, because right, it's like the unassuming. Kind of whiny bitchy, you like, ooh. But then he's like outside your window. He's like, I just want to talk to you. <laughs> Do you want to see a magic trick? We've got the hepatitis. Oof. So there's banjos in. Uh, That's a scary. Yeah. So there's banjos in uh, Deliverance, huh? Banjos and inbred cannibals, Tom. Mm. Oh, there you go. Uh, um. I mean, you got the zombie princess, but no. Prino, no. Why can't I think anything real? I mean, I can see Mike Bennett being like, uh, you know, the asshole jock that gets a fucking machete to the head. I can see him being a victim. But you love to get. Or Mike Bennett, Mike Bennett, and Roger Strong could also pull off like the the hidden in plain sight. Kind of villain who's like there through the whole movie, and then you have like the twist where it's like, oh, that was that son of a bitch the whole time. Ah, <laughs> oh, 
Damn it. Cheeseburger. Grizzly Redwood. Mike Posey. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like I said, when it's not Mark Briscoe, it fucks up, you know, everything. <clears throat> All right, SJ, I may have to come back to this one. I think Grizzly Redwood would be a lot of fun. It's like, tough. We're, we 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 missed the we missed kind of the spooky season because we were we were away. Now it's turkey time. Yeah. All of you adjusted to your daylight savings time. I wish the cats would fucking adjust to it. Let me tell you. Yeah. Five a.m. was one thing. Four four a.m. is nonsense. <laughs> But uh, I'm going to say Grizzly Redwood is my answer, SJ. You know, he's the kid that's picked on and bullied, and then uh, he gets killed by accident. Um, but then he raises from the dead just to torment all of his, you know, his abusers. Yeah, I'm going with Grizzly Redwood. You know, you know who I, I could see Truth Martini in like a human centipede kind of movie. I mean, the scary part about that, the wheels, you're not wrong. You know, he, he has them strapped in a chair, clockwork orange style. He's like, gentlemen, you know hoopla. Have you seen two girls, one cup? Oh, yep. Don't look that up. If you don't know, don't look it up. Yeah. Do not. Don't do that to yourself. Hopefully Just, you can't actually find that anymore. Yeah, just yeah, don't just don't do it. So, um, but thank you, SJ. And we do have your other questions, so we will get to that also. Uh, but we've got a, another one here from our good friend Rob over uh, UTT Rob over at Untaking the Ter Unbooking the Territory. Um, Untaking the Territory has unfortunately ended, uh, but they are keeping up with the the tank the tank facts. Uh, but they've kind of um, pivoted uh, to the haystack. Facts, which I thought was awesome. As uh, they are, uh, you know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but uh, Rob and Dan Griffin are uh, going through all the lead up to Big Daddy versus Giant Haystacks at Wembley in 1981, viewed by 18 million people. Will that's a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people. That's more than that's a lot of people. Um, but that's been a lot of fun, but uh. Yeah, so let me actually pull it back up here. So Rob's question, um, and he did, you know, so we did kind of put out, you know, the how did we everyone else feel about, you know, um, having pay-per-view matches, but he brings up a good point. Obviously, you know, us people in the United States kind of think the, the world revolves around America, um, but you also don't call yourself an American in South America. I learned that just the funny way. Um, but from episode 197, I loved ROH showing pay-per-view matches on TV. Because uh, their storyline system or their online system in the UK was awful until 2017, so I don't even think they could watch pay-per-views on online overseas. Um, so yeah, this is the only way they're going to get them, unless they're going to order an expensive DVD. So, well, I guess if it made it easier for Rob, yeah, I won't be as salty about it. 
you know, so, um, yeah. But his question of dishonor this week is if you could still, if you could steal a pay-per-view match from another promotion into Ring of Honor 2013 TV with no build or context to spice things up, what would it be? Hmm. This is great podcasting material. It is because I'm pulling up a list of matches out in 2013 because I am a shitty co-host. Well, are you think? Well, I mean, I think it's just any. I think it's any match from at all. Um, uh, 2013 was a long time ago. It was. I mean, it'd be. Oh man! Oh shit! What a. I mean, we got a, a couple of things here. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, they I showed it in the sorry. thumbnail. I just, I just want to scroll through and it's actually on here because it is. Oh, no. Is that what I wanted? I thought. I don't know. I'm sorry I'm not prepared. I, I, I dropped the ball. Oh, they list a, a Caitlin versus AJ Lee. Probably that was a really good match. Hmm. According to this list, anyway. I want to say that. What the hell was that? Ah. Daniel Bryan. And John Cena wrestled. Ooh. John Cena versus CM Punk. Never more contenders match. I'm pretty sure that's a match. Punk busted out the pile driver. We got Shingo Takagi versus Shima. Daniel Bryan versus Antonio Cesaro. Oh, we got Daniel Bryan versus Callback. Kenny Omega. Yeah, it was. John Cena, Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. There was only three five-star matches in 2013, and two of them were Okada versus Tanahashi. That kind of bleeds into one of our other questions. Yeah, the other one was Ishii, or Torohiro Ishii versus Shibata. That match does rule asshole. That's a really good match. Um, Ring of Honor Superstar Shibata. Yeah, I mean, it would be really cool to throw Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins back into Ring of Honor 2013, as, you know, obviously it would be Brian Danielson versus Tyler Black. Um, Yeah, Prince David versus... uh, Tanahashi, Kenny Omega versus Kushida. I just love Kushida. Adrian Neville versus Sami Zayn. Uh, uh, from uh, was that a, was it? What it wasn't Takeover, right? Or no, it was because they were all just Takeovers. Um, well, that was actually just a TV taping because they didn't even have Takeover in 2013. 
So this isn't is this, is that the one where he won the title? I have no idea. Gonna say that would have been a hell of a, a thing to throw in there. Sami Zayn beats Neville, gets the title, and then Steen destroys him afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Aries versus AJ Styles. That'd be awesome from TNA Impact. Kevin Steen and Jay Lethal got a four-star match. And Red Dragon versus the Briscoes. It's the only Ring of Honor entrance I've seen here. But I think I'm going to go... The Rock and CM Punk had a four-star match. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to go with Daniel Bryan versus Seth Rollins. And then where would that match go? Let's see here. Um, oh, it was a Monday Night Raw, June 10th, 2013. 4.25 stars. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Throw that in 2013 in our, you know, Ring of Honor for just uh, like a comeback show. Like, you know, they're uh, they're taking a break from WWE. And just they just show up in a ring of honor one day and you know all of a sudden Tyler Black versus Brian Danielson on a random Tuesday night. So yeah, that's what I'm going with. Will you got a final answer? Along the same lines of what your answer is. The list I was looking at had a Cesaro Daniel Bryan match, which also would be Yeah. Bonkers. But I'm going to stick with John Cena, Daniel Bryan. Because John Cena has never been a ring of honor. No. All right. Isn't Rob's other question about Taking somebody with a five star match. Yep. Um, and he's just talking. We were talking about <coughs> that three way between Daniels, AJ, and Samoa Joe from TNA, which I need to watch. We should maybe, maybe we should do that as a watch along. Oh, Rob. Yeah. We should track that match. We should have you come on and watch that match as a watch along. So hit me up. All right. Uh, Rob's other question for, of Dishonor from, uh, speaking of Halloween, if you could swap a member of the Ring of Honor roster with a wrestler from a five-star or a classic or a five-star match to make it better, who would it be and what match? Oh, Jesus. How the fuck do you make it better? To make it better. I mean, let's just take Matt Hardy out of, out of everything. <laughs> I kind of wish Brody Lee was wrestling in Ring of Honor at this time because uh, it'd be cool, um, like we talked about uh, on our watch along. You know, has, has, Brody, has, Brody, has Brody Lee ever had a fight? No, but he would be the replacement. 
Yeah, we were talking how Samoa Joe and Necro Butcher had that five-star match, but if you take out Necro Butcher and put up Brody Lee versus Samoa Joe instead, but Brody Lee's not in Ring of Honor at this time. Hmm. Well, if you replace Kevin Steen with Andre the Giant, that doesn't work. Just put Kurt Angle in everything. Hmm. Damn. Like, I'm thinking of classic matches, but I can't think of anybody that would make it better. Get rid of Michael Elgin. Put in Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, Adam Cole for the World Heavyweight title. <laughs> Kurt, Angle's Kurt, Angle would say, Kurt Angle would say, you know, I want a gold medal with a broken fucking neck. Yeah. I can beat 15 other superstars in this tournament. Yeah. I'm just a big mark for Kurt Angle. I've just accepted that. Part of that SmackDown 6. I'm, I'm, any of those guys. Hmm. 1987. Ooh, well, I mean, we were talking about war games. War games! Fuck it. I got one. All right. So the original War Games, we talked about this yesterday. Um, it was Great American Bash, 1987. You know, it was uh, Animal, Dusty Rhodes, Hawk, Nikita Koloff, and Paul Ellering. Oh, no, that's not the right one. The War Machine. Where is the one with... So did I read Rob's question wrong? Yeah. Am I putting... Oh, my bad. So, like, you would replace... So, you got Savage Steamboat, so you would replace Savage with Roderick Strong to make the match better. That'd be something. Yeah. Um, I got one. I just got to find it. CM Punk John Cena ladder match. You replace John Cena with another CM Punk. Oh my God, Will! I might have to text Tony this. Bruno San Martino, Bobby Fulton, and Tommy Rogers had a tag team match in the Crockett Cup in 1986 versus Butch Miller and Luke Williams. Commonly known as the Bushwhackers. Yes, Will, the Bushwhackers have more five-star matches than Kurt Angle. Damn. We're dropping out the Bushwhackers, throwing the, uh, the Briscoes? Yeah. 
All right. Um, where can I, how do I, can I sort this thing? Match type. No. All right. So the original War Games, it was uh, Dusty the Road Warriors in uh, Sting versus the Four Horsemen. Oh, and Lex Luger versus the Four Horsemen. Uh, so it's obviously Tully, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair. And, uh, but J.J. Dillon was the fourth horseman. So I say fuck J.J. Dillon because he's the one that cost pin and throw in Kevin Steen. That's my replacement. So, yeah. Wow, the Bushwhackers have more five-star rated matches than Kurt Angle. All right, Willie, you got anything? Just shame that I, I read the question wrong and I misunderstood. I, I was doing it in the reverse. Classic match I want to throw in. I mean, eventually we're going to have to book Kurt Angle in something or in place, you know. Instead of Rock Hogan, Rock and Steam. Yeah, that's going to make it. Well, I mean, it'd be a better match. That's got to be a five star match. Yeah. Or just trying to think. It's hard for some of those, right? Because it's like. The, the Austin Bret Hart situation could lend itself to a variety of people, but it's like, but it had to be those two specific people. Yeah. These are Brody versus the Sheets. Yeah, you know, Savage said in Steamboat only got a 4.5. Unbelievable. I mean, however, that match is only like 12 minutes long, though. I've never seen it. Wait, what? I haven't seen anything on that card. I know it was four years before you were born, Will, but you've never seen Hogan and Andre? Nope. Never gave a shit. I've never been a big Hogan guy. Never had a real reason to go back and watch. Wow. I don't go back and watch stuff. I don't know why this is a shock. Yeah, but some things you just got to see. I saw three tits in total recall. I've seen all I needed to see. <laughs> um, Rob, once again, thank you so much uh, for your coin lesson. Make sure you guys are following Rob and Dan Griffin over as uh, they go through uh, the lineage of the Giant Haystacks versus Big Daddy from 1981. It's a great listen. Those guys do a great job over there. So, um, All right. Now we got another one from SJ. It also gets me whenever you say Dan Griffin because I work with a guy named Dan Griffin. Does he really like Doctor Who? 
Uh, no, but he used to be next door neighbors with Brian Malonis. Well, that's cool. I mean, yeah. Doctor Who, Brian Malonis, it's pretty much the same thing. It's bigger on the inside. Yeah. Wow, do you know that uh, David Richards, Michael Elgin, um, Ring of Honor Showdown on the Sun Day 2 from 2012 was only one of two five-star matches in 2012. Wow. The other one was uh, Tanahashi versus Suzuki. I got to go wa- go back and watch some old Tanahashi matches because, like, everything I've seen from Tanahashi is when he's been a little bit older. Well, I mean, Tanahashi's been old for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we've got one more from SK before we go to Brundance, uh, but this is from November 2nd. Uh, so, SK, sorry, this has been uh, a little late on this one, uh, but that's kind of why I kind of skipped my... Uh, what I did this week, but what is your guys' next wrestling event that you will be attending? Of course, your boy High Five Tom here's got to plug his own show as I had a, a great a conversation with my good friend Mr. Tommy Trainwreck about his uh his show last weekend. But uh Will, what's your next wrestling show? You got any idea? Oh, beats the fuck out of me, Tom. Yeah, long, huh? Nothing in the pipeline, eh? I I went to a show in January and that was the last one. Wow. I wish there was a better way to keep up with my local promotion. Because even though the, I'd say the product overall for Chaotic hasn't been as good, like I see the cards and I get like bits and pieces, but like not enough to really know like what's happening. And I know I could like go on the Twitch and like watch a replay or whatever, but it's like I want them to tell me. Like give me enough information that I know what is happening. I mean, maybe I don't, because right now there's, like, the unit versus the broken unit. I'm like, so this is just NWO versus the Wolfpack. Okay. Hmm. And I'm kind of getting ahead of us, ourselves here a little bit, but Chris Evans is also in the Fantastic Four. He was. He was cast as the Human Torch before he was cast as Captain America. Wow. Because the Fantastic Four is a Sony property. So it wasn't like he was cast in the same universe or continuity. Hmm. Chris Evans, Michael Chiklis. Jessica Alba. Whoever played Reed Richards, nobody gives a shit about Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic is like the worst character out of all the Fantastic Four. Okay. He's just boring. You know, Sue Storm, you know, she's the one, the gal in the group. You got, you got Ben Grimm, who's got kind of like the most, you know, the biggest shift he's got to live with. I mean, Doctor Doom, iconic. Everybody knows Doctor Doom. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll take this moment, though, as we're talking Fantastic Four, to shout out 
I'll, I'll say my friends, right? They're my online friends. Uh, First yeah. Issue Club, where their slogan for their show is, like, Sue Storm, we love a good read. Because hmm. Reed Richards is Mr. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I will. We're, we're, we're re- if you haven't figured it out yet, we're recasting the Fantastic Four. <laughs> yeah, but well, I mean, we have to finish SJ's question here before. I mean, I did jump on there. But... Oh, that's right. What, what are you? What are you going to? I have no idea. I I'm conflicted because it's one of those things where I feel like I would need to go. I enjoy wrestling shows if I go with other people. Okay, and that is not super accessible to me. Because my friends that I have that like wrestling either do not like going to live wrestling shows because of other wrestling fans. Mm. Or it's just scheduling and geographically and... Yeah, fair enough. You know, because like if I live closer in Mass, you know, me and uh, Mike Peterson be hitting up wrestling open left and right. Yeah, and Bob Beyond... We'd be keeping Beyond Wrestling afloat. Yeah. But I live in home of Matt Taven, Dare, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, well, real quick, so um, my next... Let, let's, I would say run down your 66 shows and six miles that you, you got. Well, I'm not... I'm, obviously, I'm not going to all these shows, but... Um, We're going to find a way. Uh, actually, yeah, my next show is actually this next Friday, ICW Milwaukee, uh, back at the bar. Um, but when SJ asked this question, I just gotten back from AEW. Um, but I do have an AEW show coming up to December 1st. But um, then my next show, when she asked the question, was uh, We Love Wrestling Volume 1, all the way up in Pembine, Wisconsin. Um, Pembine is a nice little town, uh, about eight minutes from Iron Mountain, up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So it's way the fuck up there in the middle of nowhere, about a town of about 300 people. Uh, but yeah, I took uh, one of the refs, and I took one of the workers, Mr. Bobby V, and our good friend Jim, and then Faith and I, uh, was our first trip in the Subaru. But yeah, Panda did a great job, but yeah, it was an awesome event, uh, put on by Tommy Trainwreck and his beautiful wife, Danielle. Uh, Myron Reed was there, La, Australia, uh, La, La Australia. Um Macy Cutter is supposed to be there, but he wasn't there. Uh, Chico Suave. So, yeah, a lot of local favorites. It was a great time. It was, um, you know, in a high school gym. We had a very good time and everything. So, uh, shout out to those guys. Always kind of cool seeing, like, you know, promotions for a show. And uh, as the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup is uh, the official sponsor of We Love Wrestling Volume 1. So, uh, but what Will is referring to, speaking of the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, um, there are, I have to write up my promo for next week. So anyone that's following us on Visionaries Gold Media, but there are literally 23 shows next weekend within a six hour drive of where I am currently sitting. So you tell me, I feel like you've, you've implied what it is, but why specifically do you pick a six hour drive? Well, I think the furthest show is about six hours away. Like when you when you look at shows that are going on, like do you have kind of like a like do you have like a window that you're looking at? Like I'm looking at just shows within like this many miles of no, just anything in the Midwest. So basically, anything that's in Ohio, uh, Illinois, Missouri, Nebraska, 
The Dakotas, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, or Michigan. So yeah, if there's a show in any of those states, I'll mean I'll write about it. So that's a lot of that, that's a lot of places to write about wrestling. I mean, it's the Midwest. Do you uh, do you want do you write about JJ Rogue? I do actually quite often. How about Cold Stone Tim Boston? I actually just added uh, Magnum Wrestling uh, this month. Um, because my good friend, Bam. yeah, my good friend, Synergy Kenner. with the Mothership. Oh yeah, Kenner. Uh, um, good friends of the show, former guests of this show, uh, Country Air actually made their debut at Magnum this month, last weekend. So, yeah. Yeah, JJ gets shout out all the time. So, yeah, they're, uh, yeah, they actually, that's be, will be one of the shows. So, their next show is November 18th. So, yeah, I got shows in St. Louis, uh, all over Illinois, a couple in Michigan, a bunch, I mean, Chicago. So, Actually, not much in Milwaukee proper, ironically enough. So, yeah, shit's thriving, yo. So, yeah, if you got a show in the Midwest, you want me to put over, let me know. So, but, uh, but Will, we do have a question of Dishonor um, from our good friend, Mr. Brunden. And thank you, everybody. Uh, thank you, Eric. Thank you, SJ. Thank you, Rob, and everybody uh, for the question. Sorry for the delay. And if we did miss one, um, listen, I am not very good at Twitter. Uh, so, just let me know and we will get it. Uh, when we record next week, which is over five days this time. Well, well, we'll make, I'll make a new pin tweet. <laughs> okay. We 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 gotta we gotta tidy up the. I think the initial pin tweet was a nice idea, but now that there's so many comments on it and it doesn't show a shit in order, which is a great problem to have. All right, let's see here. This is more. All right. Question Dishonor from Brunden, the Irish Misfit on Twitter. Uh, you can follow him at the links below here in the notes. Uh, and also listen to him on the show episodes for this. Uh, who are your Ring of Honor Fantastic Four? Will, I'm going to let you take the lead once. I don't know much about the Fantastic Four except for this Elba is not hard on the eyes. Well, I'm pr- I don't I haven't seen that movie in a long time, Tom. But I'm pretty sure that Fantastic Four movie was terrible. Probably. I think the sequel was worse, the one they had the the Silver Surfer. Yeah. Which apparently is a character that some people are like super diehard about, but I've never really known it to be like. Honestly, my favorite appearance of the Silver Surfer was in, when he was on that Joe Satriani cover. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Um, but real quick, big, big, big Joe Satriani guy. So, really, like do, we want, do we want to? Oh yeah. That's summer Seth song. Boogie. Oh, summer song, so good. That song came out the year you were born. Um, alien. Yeah, that was actually really big on. Uh, oh, apparently my my headphones died. Oh, can you still hear me? Hello? Oh, yep. Can you hear me? What happened? What happened? I I don't know if Tom can hear me. I'm going to keep rambling because I can't hear Tom. Um, you dumb, you dumb. Um, 
this goddamn thing. Yeah. Hold on. We're we're gonna. I want to figure this out. Don't don't adjust your dials. Okay, Tom. Yep, I can hear you. I don't know what happened. So it this. So I was as indicated in our watch along. Actually, I don't know if I mentioned it much. I was using. No, so they're still alive. It booted the audio off my headphones. So I assumed they died or whatever. So I took my headphones out. But then that sound was going back to my headphones. So hmm. when I was saying I couldn't hear you, it's because you're you were in you were in my ears, but I didn't have my ears in. Well, whatever you've got right now actually sounds absolutely perfect. I mean, it's, it should be the same mic because the the headphones were just earpieces. Yeah, because you're not you're not crackly or anything right now. Was I crackly before? A little bit, yeah. This piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get a new microphone eventually. <laughs> all right. Well, I've got Brandon's answer here real quick, and we're gonna leave all this in. I'm not adding shit out of this, by the way. I I know what I need is I need to make like a little desktop that I can like carry around that like have a little spot for the laptop, spot for the microphone. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't move, and I can just be like podcast time plunk it down wherever i'm sitting <laughs> yeah yeah you sound perfect right now so oh thanks so <laughs> but brunden's answer real quick is uh i mean obviously the thing michael elgin i mean how the fuck not um miss fantastic veda scott uh human torch nick mondo i like that uh mr fantastic nigel mcginnis and also steve carino as dr doom and by the way steve carino is rocking a hell of a beard right now He uh, posted a video real quick wishing uh, Frankie DeFalco, uh, the promoter of Bruce City Wrestling, who got quote-unquote beat up. Um, I'll tell you about that off-air. Um, yeah, sending him a well, but yeah, Steve Carino's rocking a fuck. He's, this goatee's bigger than mine right now. You know, he's he's living that performance center life. In the performance center? Yeah, he has been for a while. Good on him. He's a he's a coach or something or other down there, yeah. That's a great poll. That's why he was on the beach. That was uh that's why a lot of people were speculating that Colby was gonna go the WWE route because Pops was there. Yeah. They said he was signed, but maybe that was just conjecture, so um but I mean, Will is there anybody besides Michael Elgin that could be the thing? Kevin Steen. Yeah, so I was thinking maybe Kevin Steen. So the thing is, right, There's depend, it depends on what the thing you want to look at. Because I'll, I'll pull some more old cartoon knowledge here. So yeah, the old cartoon, the thing, right, where Ben Grimm is like this lanky, goofy teenager. Hmm. So then it's like, what if Grizzly Redwood or Cheeseburger? Cheeseburger could be the thing if we're going that route, right? Because he'd be some, oh, whatever, Cheeseburger. And he'd be like, thing ring, do your thing. Hmm. But I think if I'm gonna if I'm thinking about it as like Fantastic Four, Ben Grimm the thing, I would go with the Kevin Steen because there is like Kevin Steen is very sure of himself, but there's also been plenty of reasons to have hesitations, right? Like he's 
you could say he's made some mistakes along the way. Yeah. He, he's snarky. Hmm. He's strong, right? Because, I mean, Elgin's really the only, like, powerhouse build guy. So, like, Esteem's kind of like the next closest. He's kind of got, like, a power move set. Yeah. So, I think... Because, uh, El- like, the, the moments where the thing has to be more human and have more personality. I just don't think Elgin can do it. I don't think Elgin can do the more uh, on a sentimental level kind of stuff. Hmm. Okay. And not just because Michael Elgin's a piece of shit, but just in general. Right. Yeah, in this article, they say uh, John Cena's been linked to be playing the, the, the thing in a reboot somewhere, so... They, they, I've, I've heard that they're trying to do it again because it, it doesn't mean that some of them, sometimes they just make stuff just to keep hold of the, the license and whatnot. Right. And the last Fantastic Four they did was, I guess, really bad. Mm. <laughs> like, really, really bad. I don't think there was any, like, names really attached to it. They just kind of shit it out. And it didn't yeah. do great. Huh. So, so who who do you want to who do you want to uh, to recast next? We we did the thing. You got Elgin. I've got Kevin Steen. Well, Elgin was uh, I mean was Brundon's pick. So, well, who who are you pick? Who would you pick? Would you? I mean, yeah, it's, it's got to be Elgin. Um, I was like, because you're the way you read it implied to me that. You are on the same page as far as yeah. everyone's favorite protein stealing Canadian Michael Elgin. Um, because I don't know, he's just Fantastic Four, so I don't know. Um, but he's got obviously Vita Scott, Miss Fantastic, just Jessica Elba. Um, I mean, who the fuck else could it be? Princess Mia, Maria Canales. Oh, yeah, good call. Right, Marie Canales, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to get crafty, you could almost say Maria Canales as the Human Torch, but I was going to pick Mike Bennett to be the Human Torch. Okay. And Mr. Fantastic. Which also makes my casting a little weird if Maria and Mike Bennett are Mrs. Fantastic and the Human Torch because they're siblings. You get that Star Wars thing going on. Oh, well. I mean, it's a movie. Mr. Fantastic. He's the most boring character there, so you know who it's got to be. It's got to be Roderick Strong. (laughs) Thought you were going to go there. Again, no Mark Briscoe. Yeah? Wow. I'll find the questions with all Mark Briscoe today. So, well, Mark, you are still a national treasure no matter what. If we were to book like a goofier one, like if we were supposed to, if we were going, like if these characters were all kind of like the the thing ring yeah. char- version of the characters, Mark Briscoe is a human torch when he, get, he gets like all fired up and <laughs> something like that. But yeah, he, Mark Briscoe's got too much personality to be a member of the Fantastic Four. Yeah. 
Shouts out to you, TT Rob, Roderick Strong, Mr. Fantastic, the most boring character. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, well, thank you, everybody. Yeah, well, well, do do we want to do we want to cast a Doctor Doom? No. If, if, if like Roderick Strong is our is our Mister Fantastic, the idea that his nemesis would be Doctor Doom. It'd probably almost be Jay Lethal. Okay. Since they they, they kind of occupy the same space, right? They're very decorated. They're big crowd favorites. They they work a similar-ish style. But okay. oh, Dr. Doom is really cool, and I don't like Jay Lethal. <laughs> so maybe we'll leave that one alone. Well, Dr. Nigel's, Doom. Nigel's Dr. Doom. <laughs> yeah, so Dr. Doom is the bad guy, huh? Dr. well... He's the villain. He uh, he 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 got he got wrecked. And depending on what source material you're looking at, there's different reasons for why he got wrecked. But I, Carino would be a good one because it's the hubris thing, and like he he scars himself because of his own hubris, and he was trying to, you know, recoup some stuff that wasn't meant to be his. Yeah. Or just Nigel, you know, Nigel McGinnis could be a good Doctor Doom if you want to go more along the lines of victim of a of an accident kind of deal. Oh yeah, Doctor Doom looks pretty badass. Look up Doc, look up Doctor Doom dinosaur. It is a coolest shit. Dinosaur? It's from a recent thing where he's got like a Doctor Doom armored Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. Riding a bear there. Yeah, that's pretty BA. Huh. Dr. Doom says your point is irrelevant. He has a dinosaur. Um, real quick, well, before we dive into this great uh, episode of Ring of Honor TV here, um, do you know which, what was the first M uh, Marvel movie? The first movie like outside of uh, outside of the MCU. Part of me wants to say Howard the Duck, but I feel like there was something that came out prior to that. No, you are correct. As far as my research went, Howard the fucking Duck. Because there was a lot of like early proto-Avengers stuff, but I didn't know if that was in a movie or if those were just on like TV series, like on the Incredible Hulk TV series and stuff well, like that. Buddy of mine said there was a Captain America from like 1970s or something, but when I Googled it, it said Howard Duck was the first Marvel movie. Because the Punisher is Marvel. It is. But so is Howard the Duck. Yeah. Yeah. You quack like a duck. The first Avenger. 
All right. Well, Will, um, you know, I know it's getting a little late here, but we do have some TV to discuss. And, uh, and to be honest with you, High Fivers is getting a little late. Both Will and I have had a long day. Uh, we had a lot of great questions of dishonor. Uh, so I'm just going to go over this. This is basically a recap of Glory by Honor. Obviously, we've been talking about it every few weeks, but in staying with our content, we got to stay consistent. Um, so, Will, we got a replay of Ciampa versus Jesse Sorensen. Um, do you have any additional comments uh, on that match since you last watched it? I do not. Yeah, me either. Um, it was a, it was a solid match. I mean, Jesse Sorensen looks great. Uh, this is unfortunately his only Ring of Honor appearance, but uh, they're pushing Ciampa. You know, Ciampa beat the piss out of his kids. So that was cool. Um, next was your favorite, uh, Outlaw Inc. versus Adrenaline Rush. Uh, it was a super solid match. Um, Outlaw Inc. should be my favorite tag team in Ring of Honor right now, but they're not. So that bums me out. Yeah, and, and if you want to know why, I can listen because we actually saw Eddie Kingston and Homicide uh, in our watch along from yesterday. In very different roles, uh, but I honestly will think that Eddie Kingston was wearing the same shirt in that match as he was in, in this one. Um, but speaking, actually, the only additional note I've got, um, unless you go back a couple episodes, you can listen to our Glory by Honor. I'm not trying to cut anybody out. Like, is this your first episode of Ring of Honor ever? Really? Uh, stay tuned next week, it does get a little bit better. Um, the Kratos says he did 79 tours of Japan, and that's, like, an actual truth. So that's crazy. Um, and then, uh, yeah, our main, our TV main event was uh, Roderick Strong versus Paul London uh, with a surprise win by Paul London. But if you're going to watch anything from Glory by Honor, um, watch That was probably it. That match ruled ass. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. It was cool to see Paul London get the surprise win. You know, and uh, Roddy just being Roddy, stay strong, uh, looks good. Um, and then next week we will have a, an event, uh, but we will also have some Ring of Honor TV, which is the main event for Glory by Honor. So, um, and listen, Rob, like you mentioned earlier, at least you were getting, you know, the pay-per-view matches on TV so you could see them. Because um, in typical Ring of Honor style, they, they fucked all their, their – which is weird because they were pushing to go overseas because they had a bunch of events over in England. So you'd think they would have a better – Access to pay per view, but um, yeah, I mean, I, re- I rewatched TV. Uh, there was, and I was a little disappointed. I would say I knew it was gonna be the matches, but they could have cut like an additional promo or something like that, or some more details on on other stuff. Um, you know, but we won't get into that. So, but uh, so yeah, we just talked about Ring of Honor TV, so our streak continues. Will we did, and we'll be back to do it again. Send in your questions to keep an eye out for the new pin tweet. Thank yeah. you to Visionaries Global Media and Shining Wizards. Yeah. They're they're approaching their anniversary show, so hit them up on Twitter and stuff and ask whatever questions you want. Like, why the hell did you guys bring on Ring of Honor Revelry to your roster? <laughs> That's a good question. I did actually submit a question, but... Um, you didn't. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. I know kind of a mishmash episode here. Um, you know, I'd say Will and I are going to get back to a regular recording schedule, but, uh, your boy Hi-Fi Tom does have to go, uh, back to Idaho for a week. So I'm going to be unplugging for matrix, but, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, we're back to some regularity. Um, yeah, we've got a new event coming up, the golden dream from, uh, 
Cincinnati. So shout out to the Brain Buster Boys over there in Cincinnati. But uh, Will, I think that's it for this week. That's it. We'll talk to you next week, Tom. All right, Will. I will talk to you later, buddy. But uh, high fivers. I appreciate you all. We'll talk to you later. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.